0: Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, where we are talking about everyone's favorite topic, feeling old in midlife. Yep, we're going to go there. Now, did you smile or did you groan? (laughs) It's important to talk about feeling old because it takes up so much emotional and intellectual real estate at this age and stage of life. So we're going to be taking a look at when you first started feeling old and why, the difference between feeling old and thinking that you're old, and five easy steps to help you think about feeling old or not in a more purposeful way. Okay, let's dive into this whole idea of feeling old. I ask you this, when did you first start to feel old? Do you remember? When I think about this, I go to two different types of memories. Positive ways I felt and feel old and negative ways I felt and feel old today. What I mean is when you think back, you didn't always think negatively about feeling old. It used to be a good thing on occasion back in the day when you were much younger. The memory I have is from when I was about 15. I started to look older than I was about then. I had a bit of a Marsha Brady look happening back then. Straight long dirty blonde hair parted in the middle. I remember wearing clogs and thin corduroy pants back then too, and of course, super short shorts in the summer, which are back in style now, as everything does come back into style. <laughs> it was about 1979. Now, of course, I was still quite small. I stopped growing in puberty when I was about 4'10". Yep, I am only 4'10". Now, I am small, but I'm taller than my grandmother was. <laughs> but even with my height, I started to look older like about 18-ish when I was about 15 and I was told this often. Now I thought this was a very good thing. I was flattered and I enjoyed the compliment. Can you imagine? I interpreted looking older as a compliment. Then about 1984, something happened that made me feel old. I was in second or third year university and I was having a blast going tobogganing one winter at school. Remember toboggans? The long ones. They curled up at the front and they had three seats or, you know, three spots to put your bum. (laughs) They're not really seats. They were squares on a piece of wood. Well, I was in the middle of a toboggan run and I was with some kind of a, it was a group event. It was a group event and there was a big guy at the front and a big guy in the back. And we were heading down the hill. We were laughing our heads off, flying down the hills. We're having a blast. One time, though, we were airborne. For a second or two, we were flying. And then a big giant crash and a loud crack as I fractured two ribs and injured my tailbone on the landing. Now, everybody was still laughing hysterically because nobody knew what happened except me. (laughs) It took the wind right out of my sails, so to speak. And speaking of speaking, I could not speak. I was stunned and I was injured and I couldn't catch my breath. Uh, I was actually scared. We were out in the winter. I was 500 miles from home. There was this horrible noise <laughs> and I couldn't walk and I couldn't talk. Of course, I healed eventually, but this was the first injury that I ever had that didn't just go away easily. I had adjustments and therapeutic massage for many years to follow. And that injury is still my weak link on many occasions. Like I have that back pain that comes back when I'm really tired or when I've really been on my feet a long time. It's very interesting. But that was the first time that that happened. And I I don't know, maybe I was 20, something like that. (laughs) It was very young. Anyway, in both cases... Uh, It really threw me for a loop. One was a very positive thing that kind of surprised me about aging, and one was a very negative thing that surprised me about aging. It happened way before I was really even thinking about aging, right? So how about you? Do you remember times like this when you first remember feeling old? It's so funny what we make these things mean. And just because these examples played out this way for me doesn't mean that they would mean the same thing for you at all, right? It's really a good example. In both cases, something happens, right? So I heard a comment from somebody about how old I looked. And in the other one, there was a toboggan run. And there was a moment where there was airborne and then we landed. And then I have some kind of a thought about the thing that happened. I make it mean something. And this way of thinking is what actually creates my feelings and your feelings. (laughs) Now, my 15-year-old self thought that the neutral comment about looking older was flattering. This made me feel good. Compare that to the neutral toboggan incident. I made this mean the beginning of the end of my healthy self. (laughs) Like, it was a downhill slide from there. Pun definitely intended. (laughs) That's really what I was thinking, like, wow, this is really going to go downhill now. In each case, there are other ways to think about what happened, but the way I thought about it is what made me feel a certain way. Now, I wanted to start with examples like these, because I think they're a bit less charged, right, when it comes to aging. I think it's probably easier to think about them and be more detached. But now let's think about when you started to feel old, like midlife old, like aging old. Now don't ignore the first thing that comes to mind. For me, it was a few things for sure. It started with physical things like menopause and facial hair and skin. Menopause is pretty obvious and it's an age-related transitional event. So when I got there and passed all of the milestones, (laughs) I was like, wow, it really happened. I am a menopausal woman. I am in menopause. I felt the weight of the transition. So in that sense, I felt old, but I was so happy about not having periods anymore or worrying about getting pregnant. I was so happy about that. So my thoughts about that one were another example of I'm older, but I feel positive. Specifically for me, I felt relief. How about you in menopause? Are you there yet? Are you perimenopausal or on the other side of it? What are you making that mean? Now, what was going on with my face was a little different. Like I said, I noticed a lot of changes with my skin and my facial hair. Now, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I've always enjoyed a magnification mirror, like for decades. I remember my roommate in my college dorm commenting on it, wondering what I was doing at my desk with my tweezer set up. (laughs) I proceeded to show her the ropes, how strangely relaxing it could be to really see what's going on on your face with an excellent tweezer in hand. Who is with me on this one? But now things are a little different. There's way more to look at and way more to notice. Now, for sure, this can get a bit complicated with the reading glasses and the magnification mirror combo effect. You really do have to proceed with caution. (laughs) But the other amazing mirror is the one on the car visor. That mirror, the angle, the natural light, it's perfect for taking a good, close look at your face. My mom is the one who told me to keep some tweezers in the car because the lighting was so good. (laughs) Now, what am I looking at, you might be wondering? Well, things that make me feel old, that's what. Like that weird vertical line between my eyes. Some people call it an 11, mine is just a 1, but whatever. That's not all. Of course, there's lots of facial hair, and I'm not just talking about whiskers, mustaches, and chin hair. There is weird hair creeping up and out of all kinds of places. And you can see it all with these mirrors, right? (laughs) The weirdest one I have actually comes out of my forehead. What is a hair doing there? It is quite a fine little hair. I don't even think you'd see it unless you were really looking for it. Maybe just the right angle or just the right light. And of course, all my friends are wearing reading glasses. Nobody's going to notice it. Maybe my sons, but nobody has. I've been clear on this one so far. It's hard to see, but when I see it, it's like over an inch long, sticking out my forehead. Super fine, but it's there. What the heck? The bottom line is, though, that many things need to be managed or worked on or just be made to go away. I know you're with me. So there's all of this, and I've talked about chin hair before on the show. Chin hair, it needed its own episode. (laughs) really did. If you're dying to learn more about that, head over to episode 18, chin hair tweezers and you. Okay. But there's something else that I've seen in the past couple of years that made me feel old. It's the change in the texture of my cheeks. It is subtle. Many of my friends are staring at their necks, the way I'm investigating my cheeks. I know that not everybody cares about their cheeks. But I noticed in just the right light, it was actually the car visor mirror. I noticed that there's a very subtle little change. Now, my amazing women in the middle, did you catch the way I described this? I said it the way my unsupervised brain wants to think about it. That the lines on my face made me feel old. Or the hair on my face makes me feel old. Or the texture on my cheeks. Makes me feel old, but you know better. As a student of this podcast, you know where my feelings come from. You know where your feelings come from. The reason I might feel old or you might feel old is not the innocent but annoying wrinkles, the facial hair or the skin. It's the way I'm thinking about the gaggle of them. (laughs) Is that an expression? They're not the problem. It's what I'm making them mean, that I'm old, that I'm worse than I used to be. And this is the thought, not a feeling. It's a thought. Again, that thought, I'm old, is creating a feeling. The feeling is what? Do you know what you are feeling when you think that way? You catch yourself just thinking, I'm old. So I... I I really wasn't sure what I was thinking. I had some trouble figuring it out. So I took a look at the big giant list of feelings that I have in my Life Coach materials. (laughs) It's a big giant list and it took me some time. So here's what I found that made me really think about it. The feeling uneasy, uncomfortable, self-conscious, critical, ashamed, Disappointed. So, you know what? I thought, okay, we're getting close, but this isn't really it. I was really struggling, so I kept looking and then I found it. The feeling I've been feeling when I catch myself thinking that I'm old is diminished. Diminished. That's it. Diminished means to make smaller or less. I feel less amazing when I think I'm old. I feel weaker. I feel smaller. Diminished. (sighs) No wonder the beauty business is a $500 billion industry. Kind of obvious, right? So I know for sure I'm not the only one thinking this way. So please send me an email. I have to hear from you. If you're in the free Facebook group, we're definitely going to be talking about this more. It's called Women in the Middle Community, where we continue the podcast conversation. So this was so interesting to me because as much as I've thought about this and as much as I've talked about it in some other episodes, related topics, I didn't nail down that feeling. So my handy dandy feeling list really helped me figure it out. And my question for you is, what do you make it mean? When I look at my face and think that I'm old, it's not the same as when some cute guy is telling me that I look older than I am when I'm 15. It's very different. Of everything I noticed, my cheek skin texture, (laughs) even though it was so subtle and nobody else would ever notice it, it had the most impact on this type of thing and I think it's because I really didn't see it coming. I really didn't. I was prepared for the chin hair, the thinning eyebrows, the turkey neck, the crow's feet, the age spots, the jowls, but the weird cheek texture? That seemed to come at a left field. Okay, my friend, so like I said, there's a difference between all this stuff going on and what you make it mean. Maybe for you, it's not the physical stuff at all. Maybe it's getting your AARP card or application in the mail. Maybe it's your colonoscopy screening notification. (laughs) Maybe it's realizing that you're now a valued alumni association member. Or maybe you're a matriarch of the family. What about those 25, 30, and 40-year high school reunions? Or maybe it's when your child has a milestone that throws you for a loop like moving out getting married, or having a baby. So many ways to feel old or not. That's really something to think about too. Once you're clear that you don't have to think what you think, you can also be clear about understanding how to think differently, or as I like to say, how to think on purpose. So here are five simple steps to actually do this. Step one, take a few minutes and really think about it. How do you want to think about the physical changes, for example? How do you want to think about being the matriarch of the family? How do you want to talk about the number of times you've been around the sun? Decide on purpose. It could be exactly the way you're currently thinking about it, or maybe not. But instead of just automatically saying and thinking things, give yourself a bit of time to really consider what you want to think about it all. Write it down. So helpful to write it down. For me, I don't want to feel diminished. I want to feel strengthened instead. Step two, ask yourself this. What would you have to actually do to have the mindset that you want? Would you have to catch yourself in the act of thinking your old thoughts and pause to practice a new thought? Would you have to work on loving your face just the way it is? <laughs> Specifically, what would you have to do to make sure that you create the outcome that you actually want on purpose when it comes to feeling differently. So for me, the question would be, what would I have to do to feel strengthened by the change in my cheeks? And the answer is that I have to notice when I think something negative and unuseful about my cheeks and catch it and pause, and then practice thinking something about my cheeks in a very neutral way, like, I have cheeks, or... I'm grateful that I have cheeks. Now, these two statements are easy for me to believe. They really are, right? I need to practice thinking these thoughts. So then step three. Step three is to think about how you would have to feel to actually do what you need to do instead. So for me, I need to think about how I would have to feel to notice my negative tendency when thinking about my cheeks and pause, lots of pausing in this, right? And then practice a different thought. So what would that feeling be? My regular feeling, when left to my unsupervised brain, uh, is a thought that creates diminished. So I think I like the idea of grateful as a feeling. What a big shift. Grateful. I can feel it already. And then step four. Step four is to look at what you've written down so far and think about your thinking. What would you have to actually think to create the feeling that you've just identified? So for me, what is the thought that would help me feel grateful? My old thought that my cheek skin texture makes me feel old simply won't work. (laughs) That will not work to help me feel grateful. That is for sure. I think a thought like the obvious one would probably work well here. I'm grateful for my cheeks. It's simple. And again, it's quite a shift. I mean, I really am grateful. I believe it. It's different, but not too much of a stretch. And finally, step five. Step five is to pause and notice that the only thing that's changed is your thinking. Whatever you're working on, it's the same but your thinking is optional same for me my cheeks are the same my skin is the same my magnification mirror is the same <laughs> but i can choose to think on purpose and create a whole different ball game for myself so good so available to you so my friend if you're feeling old remind yourself that you're really not you're thinking about something that you're making mean that you're old you can do this if you want but it's a choice Now that you know what's really going on up there, whatever it is, an ache, a pain, a diagnosis, a memory, seniority, something you forgot, or something else like your mom jeans, your wardrobe, your puns, your jokes, your facial hair, or whatever. You have thoughts about all of this neutral stuff in your life, and that's where your power is to do midlife on purpose. All right. As you know, my focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck and live your best life because there is way more fun to be had. If you want to finally focus on getting unstuck, like step on the gas already, there's no better mechanism, no better way when you know you're meant for more like this and you're wasting valuable time than to move forward with the community of women just like you. I would love to be able to help you get unstuck and create your exciting next chapter. I want to invite you to apply to the Women in the Middle Academy. It's a six-month coaching program where you get all the support you need to apply what you're learning here in the podcast. But more importantly, you get expert coaching, curriculum, and a community to get clear about what you want so that you don't have regrets. Don't waste another second feeling stuck. Go ahead and apply. Just fill out the quick and easy application when you book your momentum call, and we'll have a quick chat head over to www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. For show notes and links, head over to com and click the podcast tab and you'll see the episodes there. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week.